Hello and welcome to this week's Therapy For Me and what I believe is only the second time I've done this I'm recording on Saturday morning. Now that has to do with the fact that I completely lost Friday evening to a whole manner of, of crazy random things but we'll we'll possibly get on to that at some point through the, the conversation. Um, but before we get a chance to kick start I'll just apologise for the fact that being 20 past 6 on Saturday morning um, I'm, I'm a little bit croakier than I would normally be so you'll have to deal with this slightly huskier uh, version of therapy for me. Um, we'll kick off and we'll have a bit of that twangy guitar. Monday. I'm going to start with a bit of a plug. Um, but it's also a thing that happened and a very nice thing that happened and something that, that kind of made my week, actually. Um, I have a number of people who support uh, this podcast on the Patreon platform. And um, I don't think it's just that they support this. They support this and the other things that I I do. Because most of the people have arrived at this through um, the, the Corona Diaries podcast that I do with Steve Hogarth. And um, and they're a fantastic bunch of people, and I mentioned them in the past, and we've got a great little community going, including a, a little community on Discord, which is great, and a load of other things. And I produce um, some extra content on a relatively infrequent basis, uh, but I try, and, I try and produce one extra piece of content a month. Um, and, and that's normally in the form of something called an extra shot, which is just an extra sort of five or ten minutes of me ranting normally. Um, but... But one of my patrons came up with the idea of a kind of a meet the patrons um, slot. So on Sunday, I recorded the very first one of these um, with a chap called Paul Lazinski. And, and Paul's from Portland um, in Oregon. And he um, he's, again, another pe- person who came from a really connection. And we, we set a couple of mics up over Zoom and we just... We just had a chat, not knowing how long that chat would go, whether it would go, you know, five, ten, fifteen minutes or what have you. As it turned out, it, it, it ran on for, you know, for nearly an hour. And we had the most am- amazing conversation. It was literally like speaking to somebody I'd known for a, a long, 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 long time. And we wrapped it up and we put the, the content out to um, to the rest of the patron group. And it seems to have gone down um, very, 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 very well. But I just wanted to, to, to thank Paul. Um, say how much I'd, I'd really enjoyed um, the opportunity to you know to do that. It's it's always nice to talk to somebody you really know very little about, but you kind of have got to know through one kind of thing. So I mean, I, f- I already felt like we had a lot in common, though I'd not that you know we'd not had any more than a, a few kind of messagey style chats or a, a, a maybe a, a few minutes on a Zoom call, nothing more than that. Um, and I must mention, Paul um, Paul ha- is a musician. He plays in a Pink Floyd tribute band, um, just around locally around where he is, which is a relatively infrequent project, but that's called Floydian Slips, which I think is a fantastic name. Um, and he also produced a lot of his own music as well. So I'll put a link to, to Paul's output um, and his Spotify page on the on the show notes in case you want to you want to check it out um but just a a a lovely lovely fella and a and a great uh it just reinforces uh that 
basic goodness of people which is which is really really nice when you come across that so i'm now going to try and see if i can find another well i've had one more person put their hand up to volunteer and then i'll try and work through as many of the the other patrons who are who are you know who, who would like to get involved and try it out um and and see if we can't can't get a bit of a, a library of this kind of uh content um going <laughs> You're probably quite surprised that I didn't get to Omicron uh, before now, that it didn't work its way into the into the intro. Um, and it might crop up a couple of times because there's so many things I think about it. But I'm going to go with the initial things. I'm going to go with the things that I've thought since hearing the announcements over the weekend. Um, and to be honest, most of them are political um, or just questions about logic. Um, the, it was obvious we were going to get a mutation at some point, um, and a mutation that started to evade, potentially evade some of the vaccination, um, you know, protocols we put in place. So we don't know that yet, but there's a lot of talk about that its makeup being something that potentially could slip under under vaccines, um, and that and that was always coming. You know, I've said in previous podcasts. The only way we get out of this cycle is to is to is to vaccinate the globe. Um, you know, there needs to be no opportunity for these kind of mutations to not only you know exist but to take hold. And to do that, you need to get to some form of herd immunity globally. Uh, and the only real route for that um, is well, is either to wait a long time for everybody to have had it, or um, or, or to vaccinate. Um, so it's not really a surprise in that respect. Um, what I am surprised about is some of the action and some of the logic. I was very surprised. Um, look, I talked a lot about face masks and the fact I don't understand why we stopped face masks in things like retail and hospitality and those kind of things. And so I'm not going to stand here and say that I don't think that face masks coming back is a bad thing because I think generally it is a good thing. The bit I struggle with is the logic behind it. I struggle with the fact you can go out to a pub and drink and all the various changes in in behavior that happen when people um you know go out for a night out uh, and don't have to wear a face mask at all but you have to wear a face mask in a retail environment and the argument that there's a lot of people in retail at the moment because um because of the of the festive period uh, doesn't wash um because uh, as we start to get to the, to christmas parties and all those kind of things there's going to be far more people in pubs and nightclubs than there will be um you know wandering around hmv um so that whole that whole thing doesn't work and also if you go out you're probably going to be out for much longer uh, it's going to be you know shouting it's going to be singing it's going to be dancing it's going to be all those things it's a different level of exposure than it is to being in in retail so that doesn't wash secondly you know why not in hospitality why when you walk into a coffee shop do you not need to wear a mask but you do need to wear a mask in a retail setting when in reality you we used to wear masks in in, in coffee shops until we sat down and restaurants which again I, I i i don't get that um so that doesn't make a lot of sense it it doesn't make a lot of sense the timing of it either we the, the thing we needed to do at the weekend which to be fair i think we kind of did was close the borders um it, we're not going to stop omicron arriving 
Um, but what we could do is slow down the pace of arrival to allow us to understand more about it so we're better prepared when it does become the dominant variant. And we don't know if it will become the dominant variant, but there's a very good chance it could do. Um, so shoot, shutting the borders is a, is a big thing. Um, but when there's only a few cases in the country, then why are you asking people to change their behaviour when essentially the risk this week is not actually any different to the risk, the risk from uh, last week or the risk from the, the week before. And the fact of the matter is that it'll probably be anything between three and six weeks before Omicron is, is, is taken enough hold to be the dominant risk, to be the, to, to, to be the variant risk. So therefore, all the factors that you're saying we should do or that the government was saying we should do from today... Um, realistically the the actual risk to me as a human being or to any human being is no different than it was a few days ago so I don't quite get that but then I do get it when I get to the final point that I'm going to talk about and that's the fact that this is all political and I need to be careful here because I don't want to undermine the whole argument about the measures and all those kind of things you're going to have to treat these two things as separate things. Boris is having a torrid time at the moment. Everywhere he turns, there's something else that's not working for him. Um, and the one thing that's gone well for him over the past 18 months has been the vaccine rollout. Absolutely been the vaccine rollout. So to a certain extent, the fact it's all come this week is for a couple of reasons. One... It is the biggest dead cat going. This, you know, it sounds it seems a bit bizarre to say this, but he's using Omicron to to divert attention. We, there's no doubt this is being thrown down now because he can't escape everything else that's going wrong for him. He can't escape all the issues with HS2, with the disquiet in the north, with the fact that levelling up seems to be an absolute joke, with the whole issue with social care and the way that's being funded now, which is causing major, major issues. The unrest on his back benches and the whole sleaze thing which isn't going away either so none of that is disappearing um and 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 this is this is you know this is a useful dead cat in that scenario and i think it gives him the opportunity to just keep saying vaccine 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 and booster 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 which makes him look prime ministerial and it makes him look like he's in charge and it makes him it makes him look like he's effective, all of which he, he isn't. Um, so it pains me to say it, but I think I think in this instance, once the border thing was solved, in reality, what we really will do about Omicron, we'll find out in two or three weeks when we actually know more about it. We don't know enough about it. We don't know if we should be putting extra boosters into arms at this point in time because it might be that we need a different booster. It might be we need a different jab. We just don't know. But what we do know as far as Boris is concerned, that vaccine, 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 booster, 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 makes him look the one thing he isn't, which is prime ministerial. <laughs> I watched the last episode of Only Murders in the Building. Uh, in fact, I've watched the last three or four episodes over the last few days, and it's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant, and it's it's my it's my recommendation 
at the moment. Um, if it's a Disney Plus thing, it's got Steve Martin, Martin Short, and uh, Selena Gomez in it, and it's based around three people who live in an apartment block in New York, who none of whom they've all got their issues, all different personality types, um, all carrying baggage, all that don't interact particularly with the world. Um, and they start a podcast, a, a true crime podcast, because there's been a murder in their building. And it's 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 a very nice light uh, comedy drama. Uh, it's very well put together. Um, St- Steve Martin, I think, is is fantastic in it. I'm not entirely sure how. I can't make my mind up whether Selena Gomez is pulling off a great piece of character acting or just can't act but I don't think it really matters in the context of it there's some very funny lines some very funny sequences in it um it's it's thrown together a little bit um in that kind of um I'm trying to remember the name of the author um but in that kind of um uh, odd couple Neil Simon it's in that it's kind of a little bit in that kind of uh, Neil Simon type of vein in terms of the in terms of the writing uh, which is which is you know good and it's 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 just it's a, it's unusual it's quirky i would really recommend it um there's there's um a beautiful scene uh, where we get a famous uh, pop star who plays himself up really nicely uh, though i'm not convinced he can act either um but it's just it's it's just something you need to if you've got access to Disney Plus, and even if you haven't, it's worth doing the month free for. Do it, embrace it, watch it, because it's really good. And of course, if you do do Disney Plus, then you can watch War of the Worlds as well. So if you get a month, you can you can do the wonderful dystopian, very slow War of the Worlds, and then offset it with the the quirky, amusing, um, you know, um, only murders in the building. <laughs> We have a bit of a challenge, and we have a bit of a challenge in the fact that, um, well, I guess it's a, a self-fulfilling prophecy that has become a challenge. Um, so we spurred on by Black Friday, um, not because it involves getting involved in Black Friday, but because it's, it is now the buying signal um, for Christmas. Um, we decided we need to knuckle down with regard to presents for the kids. Uh, and that's fine for the eldest because the eldest has a beautiful Christmas list, beautifully formatted, digitally produced, including links to the things um, that he's that he's, he's interested in, very well organised, absolutely, you know, bang on. I mean, ridiculous in terms of scope and cost. But 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 absolutely on the money in terms of how it's put together and and, and ease of interaction with a you know with essentially with the money. Um, so so it's it's uh, it, chances are he'll do very well because of how well he's he's done his prep. Um, move to the youngest, and therein lies the problem. Um, the problem is, but we can't get Jack to produce a Christmas list. Um, for whatever reason, he doesn't want to do it. But his logic as to why he doesn't want to do it is perfectly sound, which is that why do you need to do a Christmas list for Father Christmas? Because Father Christmas knows. He absolutely knows what you want. And what that means is because he's magic, um, not only does it not matter when he does it or even thinks about it, it also doesn't matter if he changes his mind up to Christmas Eve. Because up until the point where 
you know, realistically, you can make the argument that, okay, well, the sleigh's packed now, he's on his way. Um, as, as far as Jack's concerned, you know, everything's everything's live. The, the, you know, we, we, we're still playing. So everything's up for negotiation and it's up for change and it's up for amendment and it's up for all those kind of things. So now, as I say, what do you do when... Because how do you fight that argument? You, you can't. You just can't fight that argument. The, the, the big fella is magic. End of story. We've done a, we've done a great job. Um, and because the big fella's magic and because he knows exactly what Jack wants, then, you know, all Jack has to do is just carry it around in his head. And, and why the hell would I... Or why the hell would he... Why the hell would I, thinking as Jack, why would I waste my time to document this when I just don't need to? I can spend my time watching something else or making a comic or, you know, outside playing basketball or whatever it is, because this is just, this is just a moot point. Friday. So why am I recording on a Saturday morning? Right, so... um. Josh is going to um, Vietnam and Cambodia on a World Challenge next year. And as part of the deal for him to go, um, he had to raise an amount of money to cover, um, you know, a good portion of the cost of the trip. Um, And earlier on in the pandemic, he did a thing called Josh's Lucky Balls, which essentially was just a, um, a draw. Um, you, you, you picked a number and he did a number of draws over a number of weeks and, you know, you, you paid £10 for a lucky ball and you stood the, the, the chance of winning a £20 gift voucher and I think he did 10 draws. Um, and, and because it's a good way of raising cash, we've, uh, or he decided to resurrect it and we've resurrected it as Josh's Lucky Baubles. Now, there's a school fair going on, and he's taken a table at this school fair. And originally, he was going to do cakes and what have you, but that's probably what everybody raising money is going to be doing. So the the, the idea came up to use the time to sell Josh's Lucky Baubles. And we've known about this, and he's known about this for quite a while. And, of course, it's it's today, and it's at midday today, and at 7 o'clock or 6 o'clock last night... Um, we had no prep for this thing. Uh, I I pretty much played the dad card and said, right, well, you've taken no interest, you're on your own, which prompted some action. So I then, you know, I then made the decision to actually not stick to what I'd said and actually to be helpful again. But of course, it meant we were making videos and all sorts last night. And, and we'd had the idea that, because it'll be quite noisy, instead of explaining it, we'd do a quick video to explain it. And we had the idea to do it in that Love Actually scene where the door opens and he's he's telling her how, how much he feels about her on the cards. So we did the whole... And, and, of course, we'd no card. So that, that involved a, a, a trip, a last-minute trip to Home Bargains before it shut at eight um, to get the things that we needed. And then we had to make these cards up and then we had to film it. And I was still editing bits of movie together um at um at, a, at about 9 30 last night when i should have been recording podcast and we're wrapping up boxes to use of st- user stands and i went out and bought kind of like a 
Christmas tablecloths because we've got it's a big table. So we had all 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 these bits of annoying prep that needed doing, and we're doing a quality street and roses off. So we're going instead of taking mince pies or anything because there'll be loads of that stuff there. We're taking quality street and roses and just saying right, we'll pick one, but pick your favourite, and we'll we'll run a little bit of a thing along the side of which is the nation's favourite quality uh, quality street or roses based on this very very scientific method. So all of that took place. Um, whilst I should have been uh, recording TFM. Um, now, it's not to say it wasn't enjoyable, but it does talk to exactly where you are with a teenage boy on something something like this, because essentially I think that he could just go to this thing and say, oh, it's it's me, uh, give me a tenner, and people would, and people would oblige, which of course ain't going to happen. So we've made some effort. We need to get a few decks out to go totally over the top. And it's Christmas jumper and Santa hats time without a shadow of a doubt. And hopefully it'll be successful. But that that's kind of thrown the whole family schedule uh, yesterday. And consequently, you've got me croaking on TFM this morning. Um, the other thing I did find out this week is that I found out a little bit about why Omicron is called Omicron. Because it isn't the next letter in the in the Greek alphabet. Um but the two letters that came in between um, weren't used because they were deemed to be confusing. One is new, which sounds too, too much like new. So the concern was that we'd be talking about the new variant in the future when possibly it wasn't the new variant. And the other one is because it sounds like the name of a Chinese leader. And it was considered to be a bad association. The World Health Organization thought that ridiculing a Chinese leader, or not ridiculing, but having something that that tied it to the name of a Chinese leader, wasn't really a good idea. And I think I just about get the point. So, so that's why we've ended up with with Omicron. Really. Anyway, I'm going to sign off. Have a great weekend. Uh, I've got to quickly package this and then go for a run. Um, because I've got to be back from my run by eight, because then I've got to be gone by quarter to eight to go and mark football pitches out for junior football. Um, so when I do finally sit down this afternoon, I'll probably feel like I've I've, I've deserved it um, uh, th- this time round. Anyway, take care, stay safe. I'll speak to you soon. <laughs>